let's get back into it. We were talking about Jacquees, king of R&B. He's self-proclaiming himself mm-hmm. as the king, disrespecting and so many other people. Um, I personally think the reason he has this idea is simply because of the fact that his remix of LMA's Trip got literally taken off of the internet. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Wait, you said because he he got his remix taken off? Yeah, his remix got basically deleted off the internet. And I think that got to his head a little bit. His head got big. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of people guessed up that whole situation and kind of like went against LMA and, you know, made him feel like maybe he is the king of R&B. I don't know, but whatever it was, it definitely led to him kind of claiming what he's saying right now. 100%. Yeah, and I personally think at this moment in time, I don't know if we can have a king of R&B. Like, is R&B the the go-to right now? Or is it hip-hop? Like, what? Well, is R&B as prominent as it was a couple years ago when we had like the bad boy era? What do you, what do you Definitely think? Definitely not. But I do think it's creeping back up. I think, I, I think LMA doesn't get enough credit because I do feel like she's opened the door for R&B to kind of be um, something. I'm not going to say that's cool, but like, you know, like opening the door for people to want to like really push R&B through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like we had that whole trap seen for a while and I feel like now it's kind of cool to like be a singer really be talented and be able to produce good music so you know Mm. I I do think it's coming back Mm. but I I don't think anyone holds that title of like king or queen right now because I feel like you know that as I said before that's longevity that takes a long time of like building that catalog to even be called the king of R&B that's true I can agree with that. In the chat, Art of the Bash, what's going on? I see you. That guy stand. I see you. Uh, Art of the Bash says, I still prefer rap, though. As a DJ, how do you feel? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you feel? Do you feel like you can you can kind of push the R&B more? Or do you think people will vibe out to it in a, in a, at an event? Well, it depends what type of event because, you know, I did the LMA um, remix to Boot Up, and I did that simply because I feel like it's such a good record, but... I put, um, if I rule the world, instrumental with it. And I just feel like DJs played it so much more because it was just so much more easier to play in your set, yeah. you know? So I think r and still tricky to be able to put into your DJ set depending where you're DJing. But mm-hmm. for me, someone who's in clubs and, you know, does stuff like that, it's like, it's always dope to have a remix to it, you know? 100%. I can say I had that. I definitely had that, um, that remix and I was able to squeeze it in a lot more. Yeah, because <laughs> mm-hmm. it was like when you, when you think of the BPM of the song. For those who don't know, it's like the beats per minute of that song. I think the original was around like the eighty BPM, and what mm-hmm. we really play around that EP that eighty BPM was all like the Uzi Vert songs and the Playboy Cardi songs. So it was hard to kind of mm-hmm. squeeze boot up in there with 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 all of these new records that are in the same BPM. Um, so I definitely yeah. appreciate you for that. <laughs> I definitely do. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was dope. That was dope. Um, shout out to everybody that is in the chat. Hey, Chrissy, I see you. Savon, I see you. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't be afraid to put your thoughts in here. We are listening to you guys, so feel free to speak. Um, so back to Jacquees, though. There was a video that recently came out where it was him and Keith Sweat. 
and Keith mm-hmm. Sweat is like, oh, you know, I sold, I sold like 80, 400 million copies, whatever, how much he sold. And Jacuis mm-hmm. goes, yeah, but you was the king back then. I'm the king now. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like that. But are we really taking him serious, though? I th- I think he's I think he's pretty serious about it. He's not letting really? up. He's not letting up. And I, that's why I think his head is just getting too big. You, for him to even disrespect a Keith Sweat like that, you got to take him serious. Mm-hmm. Elda mm-hmm. says he's walling. <laughs> so I mean, for, he, like he did it in his face, and you could see that Keith got tired about. It. He's like, turn that camera off, like turn it off. And right, I personally think like if you're joking around, that's not one of the moments to joke around. And if you are, you should have an apology after that. But there was another video that came out, and I think it was Keith Sweat Tank. And somebody else was in the video, and Jacquees mm-hmm. s- still says the same thing. He's like, I- "I'm hot right now. You were hot back then." And I mean, can you can you name another Jacquees record? I, I can't. There we go. There, there's I can't. our answer. <laughs> I honestly, when it comes to R and B at this moment in time, the only person I can honestly really think of is LMA. Like, if I'm going to put R&B together, and I, that's the only person I actually see, I, I, let me reword that, that I see that's making progress, that's actually pushing stuff out as an individual artist and not being on features. Right. But I think even with LMA, like, I feel like she's opened the door for a lot more R&B to come through. You know, we have SZA, Summer Walker's just oh, yeah, been, um, breaking through right now. So, like, there's definitely a lot of more R&B music coming out, but I think... Um, LMA definitely has kind of set the tone a little bit too, you know? 100%. Elda says, I've been wondering if he was serious or not. I feel like in this era, trolling is in, so he might be capping. Right, I agree. Mm, so he could be taking like the whole 6 9 approach to this and saying that he's the mm-hmm. best type of thing. And it, it worked for Right, because look, we're talking about him. We mm-hmm. wouldn't be talking about Jack Peace if he wasn't saying that, you mm-hmm. know? So who would you say is the king right now, or king or queen right now? Would you say that is LMA? Who would I say what? Who would you say, uh, let me reword that, who would you say is running R&B right now? Who's putting R&B on their back and bringing it to the forefront? I mean, definitely LMA, but I feel like, you know, Chris Brown's been doing that for so long. Mm. We kind of, I think he's more going towards the the title of being king of R&B, if you want to say that. But, um, you know, LMA has definitely opened the door, but I think there's so many other um, underground artists that are making R&B. It's just not mainstream, you know? 100%. Dot says, did SZA come before Ella? Uh, Shy says, I agree with Dot. SZA came before Ella. Yes, she did. And SZA is better. Mm -hmm. They need to put some respect on SZA's name. Word. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But I, I have SZA's album on repeat all the time. Yeah? You're a fan of it? Mm-hmm. Yes. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. I love it. Me too. I, I like all these um, females that are coming out with good music, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I, I respect that too. And there's a lot of good artists in the R&B, like the R&B feel that coming out, I feel like aren't getting that much, that much buzz. Like, I'm a huge Division fan. And I feel like mm-hmm. I don't see not people talking about them, but I don't see them getting the respect that they deserve um, for the music that they're putting out. I think that it's really, really good um, in terms of, like, you got your late-line music, you got your upbeat tempo stuff. But um, mm-hmm. when I see somebody like Jacquees come out and say something like that, I'm like, are we going to 
there's so much music out because of the internet. It's hard to keep up. Mm-hmm. It's hard to keep up. Right. And I feel like him coming out, it's a little bit, it is a bit disrespectful to all those underground artists too. Like you can't self-proclaim yourself. Well, I think he, I definitely think he's trolling. I think he's trying to, you know, mm. remain hot. And, and that remix he did obviously set a really high standard for him. Mm. So he's probably trying to stay relevant. You know, yeah. I, there's so much trolling on the internet. Like, mm. I'm not even surprised that he's saying that. I think damn well he knows he's not, but you know, we here. <laughs> 100%. Shaz Lovin says, yeah, Chris is already the king of R&B, honestly, in my opinion, and he keeps R&B alive. That guy said, Stan yeah, says, he's, I agree. He, he's trolling the same way 6 9 did, and it's working, because we're talking about exactly what Sage just said. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I think if we did have to take a vote, we would say Chris Brown is the... Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I don't think any anybody anybody else is touching him. Shauna says Jacquees is alright, but he's not king. He only got notoriety after after LMA hit, after LMA remix. Right, like you you can't come out as an artist like a year later or whatever. I don't even know how long he's been out, but <laughs> and then start calling yourself the king or the queen of anything. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, moving on. Um, we're gonna get into our next topic. So. We had this little thing going on Twitter um, this week. Twitter seems to be the spot for everybody to go to to talk they ish. Um, but we had Kanye. Twitter is so entertaining. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. There's always something going on on there that makes its way to Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think the only mm-hmm. reason Instagram got hot was because of 6ix9ine. 6ix9ine ruled Instagram. I will say that. What? <laughs> yes, 6ix9ine. Negative. He was the king of Instagram. <laughs> He was definitely trolling. He was trolling a lot, but I know I've seen a couple of posts of people being like, "Oh, since Six Nine's locked up, like <laughs> Instagram isn't the same." It's not. It's it's not. Uh, I feel like I, I got so used to seeing what Six Nine doing next. Is it go? Is it? Are we gonna hate him this week or are we gonna love him this week? <laughs> so I'm giving Six Nine king of Instagram. <laughs> oh my god! Next to Will Smith. <laughs> But um, Kanye went on Twitter and had, like, this whole little rant that was going on. And he said, apparently this guy named Free had texted him and said uh, that Drake wanted clearance of this record. And Drake Mm -hmm. and Kanye screenshotted it and went off. He even ended up saying that that push it, that uh that Drake hired the that Drake hired people to go to the first front two rows of the Pusha T concert and have have them have basically somebody jump Pusha T and that kid got beat up and mm-hmm. it, it got me thinking this whole thing that they were going back and forth because apparently Drake had called him and now it's, it's like beef between the two it's a lot of stuff going on because I think it was Drake says that Kanye said revealed to Pusha that he had a son but my thing is with two iconic legends such as Kanye and Drake should mm-hmm. they be putting all of this personal stuff out there? And should Kanye even be going on Twitter and expressing his thoughts? No, Kanye needs to get help. Mm. Mm. Damn. Like straight up. Straight up. <laughs> like I feel like somebody, his his wife, mm. his family need to take away his phone. He needs to go rejuvenate and come back with a clearer mind because I think mm. he's just on a roll and it kind of really sucks to see someone with so much talent just like go down the rabbit hole all the time with a lot of nonsense, you know? Mm. Well, last time 
Kanye went off like this, we did get Dark Fantasy, which, in my opinion, is one of his best <laughs> pieces of work. Mm-hmm. So, I know it sounds messed up, but I, I kind of want to see what happens with this. I mean, the last time he went off was the whole um, Trump thing, too. What did we get? <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> like... that's, that's true. L.Dot says word, but he said he off his meds, so he's back. Um, yeah, so if he's off his meds, then he's back in that same mind state when he went to Hawaii and created Dark Fantasy. But mm-hmm. I, I don't, as a, to see an artist go on Instagram and express how they feel, I actually think is a, it's a, it's a good thing. I think they should be expressing their thoughts. They're not, they're human beings at the end of the day. We, mm-hmm. we put such a high standard on artists, especially artists big as Kanye, that we forget that they have thoughts and they have emotions. And when we, when we listen to them or we, we analyze what they're saying on Twitter, we tend to judge them because they're this iconic figure in our heads. But we forget that they eat, they sleep, they shit just like us. And mm-hmm. we don't want to hear anything. But I think Kanye, I feel like he OD'd a little bit on Twitter, though. Mm-hmm. Like, it was too much. And he was saying a lot of stuff you know, kind of accusing, but not really accusing Drake of, you know, X's, X's murder. Like, I mm. think it was too much. Mm. You know, you can have emotions, you can feel what you feel, but there's a certain line, and I feel like he crossed that line too. Mm. And Drake's over here posting laughing emojis. Like, you could kind of tell you just thought Kanye was crazy, you know? Yeah. So... Because he had also sent, like, the devil head laughing emoji to Kanye while he was in, um, apparently he was, like, in the mental place or whatever. And Kanye didn't take mm-hmm. that lightly. He thought he looked at him well, like a yeah. threat. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, apparently, too, Drake was calling him, making owl noises on the phone. Like, what? what is what he? the hell? Yeah. And I feel they like. They got too much money to be doing <laughs> exactly. this. Exactly. Exactly. Do you think, like, two iconic legends like that should be going at each other? Or should they just be keeping all of this stuff, like, behind closed doors? I want to hear it come out through the music. Mm. Other than that, I'm not taking to Twitter to read any more of Kanye's tweets. Like, it's just way too much. There's too much going on in the world for this to be, like, your concern. You know what I mean? Mm. I get you. Uh, Eldas says... A wise man don't argue with fools. So, I mean, technically, Drake, there isn't, you go. Drake isn't arguing back. But mm-hmm. on another end of it, how do you feel about Drake getting on Travis's records and talking about him like that? Like, that's kind of home team right there. Yeah, but I feel like it's part of the game. It's part of hip-hop. And I think you can't be that sensitive at the same time you know like it's part of the, part of the game like that should have been discussed between Kanye and Travis maybe behind scenes but for us it's like it's it's part of hip hop like <laughs> i don't know i feel like Kanye is very sensitive too at the same time mm. i could agree with that but you know they they low key like family like whatever but i don't know are they? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, I look at... I Kanye. mean, they're in the same family. They're in the same family. Uh, Shai's, Shai's Lovin says, most artists are sensitive people. I think when I look at it, I have to kind of compare it between Kanye and Jay-Z. And yeah, granted, mm-hmm. they are... They're brothers. Like, they... they 
Kanye, in a way, kind of made Jay-Z's career get to that level because of the production. And then Jay-Z put Ye on. So at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're going to be together forever. And, you know, Jay-Z came out on that record with Meek Mill and said, you know, never pin me against my brother. Never put me, put me, put me up to next to him. And I feel like mm -hmm. I've never really seen that between Kanye and Drake where they've had, do they have any records together? They had that one song. Oh, I thought you meant. I thought you meant between Kanye and Travis. I was saying oh, their family because they're in oh, the same yeah. family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then I, in a sense like that, they should have. They should have gotten together and discussed that. Um, mm -hmm. I I feel like even on Travis's end, you got to have respect for your quote unquote OG, and you should have tracked Drake on that. You kind of should have said right. something. Um, so, mm -hmm. Shauna says, is Drake wise, though, or is it that because Kanye is deemed as crazy, everybody picks Drake's side? That's a great point. That's true. That is true. And then uh, Shaza says... I think things are really hot for Kanye right now, too. I think, mm -hmm. you know, nobody's kind of taking him serious just because of how crazy he went two months ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it'd be different if it was like a year passed or a good amount of time passed and then he came back and said what he had to say. Mm. but he's just been on a roll, you know? Mm. Yeah, he's been on a roll taking L's, like, between... Yeah, the T major L's. The TMZ thing, and then he had the Trump thing, and now this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Shota said... Uh, let's go back here. So, Shai says, that's why the music be so great. L dot Drake is wise because he knows how to navigate quote-unquote rap beef, or what they consider rap beef today, except with Pusha. Stan says, except we're pushing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that that kind of makes sense. Um, because Drake falling back right now does make Kanye look a little bit crazy. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you don't want to go on Twitter and keep reading his tweets. You don't want to keep seeing that because it's like, it's kind of annoying. What else is happening? What else is going on? Like, where's the music? Right. So I can definitely agree with that. Elda says slaughterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool, cool. So um, let's get into our last topic that we got. Okay. All right, so I was having a couple of thoughts the other day, and I was thinking about DJs and what makes a DJ stand out from everybody else. And then I also realized, like, you got a couple remixes that you worked on. And I realized mm -hmm. that remixes are pretty important. Um, what, do, what do you feel about, how do you feel about the, the importance of remixes in, in, um, in music? Um, I feel like, see, I can, I can only sometimes feel like I can speak as a DJ, but mm -hmm. I just feel like remixes just make it so much more exciting sometimes mm -hmm. especially for djs because you know we get tired of playing the same record mm -hmm. and when you have options of varieties of the same record but in different formats it makes it so much more exciting to include into your set so every time i do a remix like that's kind of my motive as mm -hmm. well but i don't know i just feel like remixes are fire like <laughs> we true. need remixes mm -hmm. so yeah, 100%. I think remixes definitely separate could separate a DJ from everybody else. Like you have you have your remix and your mashups that you worked on, but at the same mm -hmm. at the same time, it kind of helps your brand because now when people are playing that, 
you know, you have your drops in there. You have, um, you have your drops in the, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> it's a crazy dog outside. I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> but, <laughs> welcome to New York, right? But, um, uh, I feel like a remix can separate you from everybody else. Um, and, right. I, uh, we, we've talked in the past about EDM versus hip hop. And um, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's what separates the EDM DJs and making them such big stars compared to a hip hop DJ? You don't see them in the same token, the same limelight saying, oh, these are the top DJs that made such and such money, except DJ Khaled. But do you think that's mm -hmm. the reason why EDM DJs will, will kind of always be on top? Because of their remixes? But yeah, because they make their own original records and remixes. Well, I think, yeah, with records, 100%. But I think remixes, I think maybe it's not tapped into as much in, like, the hip-hop world of people doing remixes. But um, I don't know. Like, of course, having your own record, like, that just takes you to the next level, as we've seen with Khaled. But it's kind of hard to compare, you know what I mean? Like a remix versus your own record. Like there's no comparison. Even with me, it's dope like to have your name there, but mm -hmm. it's still not yours. It's not your own record that you can go out and perform, mm -hmm. you know? So that's what switches it up completely. Well, many things, but that's yeah. that's like the main one. So is that maybe what makes Khaled kind of stand out maybe? Is that what it is? Because he's not remixing. He's just getting people together and making... He's songs producing he's producing mm -hmm. yeah he's getting there he's literally being a producer that's what a producer is supposed to be doing and right same thing like when you hear about tiesto you hear about um diplo and all these other other artists they're just bringing people together on a song that they produce yet they're taking mm -hmm. it to a whole another level and we don't see that with hip-hop djs we, we it's rare it is very rare. I think um, I think in the EDM world, like the DJs are more of the forefront versus hip hop. We're kind of, mm. you know, I know we've talked about this before on DJ and show, but I feel like hip hop DJs are more in the back and we're not seen as much as EDM. EDM, you go out and the whole entire concert is just about that DJ on the stage, you know, whereas hip hop, it's like, we're in the cut where yeah. <laughs> you hear us or you, you hear the, the sound alarms, but that's it, you mm. know? So it's just two different completely worlds, like mm. two completely different worlds. That's interesting that you bring that up, that, you know, in, in EDM, they're in the front, but hip hop, we're, we're in the back. Because I would say back in the day, it was the totally total opposite where the mm -hmm. DJs were changed ones. a lot. Yeah. And then the MC went in the front, and then it's like, all right, now it's it's about them, because DJs mm -hmm. were the original producers at one point, right? And, you know, cut the record. But up. I think, right, mm -hmm. um, one thing that's one thing why I love Khaled so much is because he'll still come out onto the stage or he'll come to the forefront, even though. But he has another DJ, obviously, mm -hmm. but he makes it more of a show and more of a performance. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of up to you as a DJ, how you want to be viewed as during your set. You know, you can make it a performance. It's all up to you. It's like, it's, it's how you're going to leave your mark on people after your set. Hmm. 100%. So what do you think as a DJ yourself, like you've dropped 
couple remixes and mashups. What do you think makes a good remix or a good mashup? What What do you need to include? What are the ingredients? To be honest, I feel like I'm still learning. Like mm. my mashups, kind of for me, they came easy because it's just like I'm always DJing. I just hear two records. I'm like, all right, that sounds good together. But with this remix, the last one that I did with Taj, it was a little more hard because he's more Jersey Club. I'm mashup, and we try to figure out how to bring both worlds together. Mm. Um, but I want to do more of what we did recently versus the mashups because to me, I still feel like the mashups are very simple and very like they're cool but it's not signature enough you know yeah um so i'm still trying to figure out what exactly a good remix or you know what's my end goal with it mm. gotcha. so like you're constantly constantly learning <laughs> absolutely absolutely it's it's funny you bring that up because you know i was talking to another dj the other day shout out uh dj mike nasty and um mm -hmm. you know we were talking about branding and um for him, he says like one of his parts of his branding is his production, and that's mm -hmm. what he wants people to kind of make him stand out. So you know, with you saying like you trying to find figure out like what it is that you want to do. When it comes to branding, and even deep beyond DJing, like even being an artist, I know there's a couple artists that are tuned in right now. What, what do you think for you? Have you seen makes a good brand? A good brand as like a dj or as, an, a artist as or... an artist a dj an artist rapper painter that's that's tough i mean mm. so are you saying like how what, what has worked for you explain uh, a little bit what has worked for you when it comes to to brandon taylor what's going on i see you <laughs> um with branding i mean it's so much, honestly. Like, I feel like it starts with your social media. It starts with how you put yourself out there. It starts with the content that you're posting and, like, knowing who you are and what your brand represents, you know, and how you're going to stand out from the person to the left of you or the right of you, you know. Um, it definitely doesn't happen overnight, and it's it's a building block. It's like building a house. Like, you have your foundation, and you're just going to keep building on top of it. Um, and I think it takes a lot of a, lot of time and and it's not just gonna happen within a month you know mm -hmm. so i mean we could talk about branding for a while <laughs> <laughs> yeah because it's crucial it's crucial and i think that mm -hmm. for djs i think that's the way how we can stand out from the rest i don't think there's a lot more else you can do unless you have some other gimmick or something like you you're like a marshmallow right. or you're like a dead mouse and you have a helmet on but I don't think people realize the power of social media, though. Like, mm. yeah, you could troll and do all these other things, but there's so many people you can get in touch with. There's so many things that you can create based off of your Instagram, you know? Mm. So I think just utilizing the tools that you have, too, and just slowly building. Sorry, my phone keeps going off. It's all good. <laughs> all good. Um, but, yeah, just continue building. Mm. That's dope. That's dope. Well, I'm going to start wrapping it up around here. It's about 10 o'clock on our end. Um, do you have anything that's going on that you want anybody to know about, where they can reach you at, where they can um, hear your stuff at? Yeah, man, you can follow me on Instagram at DJ Sage, S-A-I-G-E. I have a couple remixes, mashups up on Audio Max, SoundCloud. Um, and you can just keep up to date with me and see where I'm at. <laughs> dope, dope. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. 
No problem, Dean. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's so weird because I feel like I'm talking to myself. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Don't worry. Next time you come on the show, it'll be a lot better. We'll have a studio and everything. I bet. Sounds good. (laughs) And thank you, everybody, who tuned in, whether you're on uh, IG, iTunes, SoundCloud, QualityTimeTVShow.com. You can catch up with all the episodes. Um, And once again, thank you. Peace. Peace.